Greetings, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. This is your host, Bullyproof expert, Ziggler certified life coach, and master martial artist, Rich Grogan. I want to tell you, bullying is real, and it negatively affects millions of people every single day. And oftentimes, the meanest, nastiest bully we'll ever face is the bully within, the bully named Fear. And that bully causes an endless amount of anxiety and depression. Now, I know this from personal experience, and that's why I've spent the last 30-plus years of my life empowering kids, parents, teens, and adults with hope and the confidence to believe in themselves to stand up to any bully they're facing, both real and in their mind. I'm so excited and so grateful you're joining me. Now, let's become bullyproof and live our best kick in life. everyone and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we doing out there? Hopefully you're having a fantastic day and if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the day it airs, hopefully the hump day right now, hopefully your week started off really, really good and hopefully it's going to continue to get even better and then propel us into Friday and of course that's when you'll hear the next show is on Friday, the Feel Good Friday Weekend Challenge. And if this is your first time listening to this show, welcome aboard for our folks that listen all the time. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to be with me. And I, I promise, and I mean this, I'm going to do everything I can to give you the best content, the best wisdom, the best knowledge, the best information, something that's valuable for you. Because, of course, time, that's the most valuable commodity on the planet. And the fact that you're giving me a piece of your life, which is what you do when you give your time to anybody, you're giving them a piece of your life you're never going to get back. Remember that. I'll touch on more on that in a minute here. But the fact you're giving that to me, I am grateful beyond words. I really, really am. Thank you. And I promise I'm not going to waste that time. I'm going to give you the best I can to help you. Uh, if, if you're a parent, if you're a teen, uh, if you're a mom, you're a dad, whatever, whatever phase of life you're in. And of course, parents, I always encourage you to listen to this in the car so you can plant the seeds in your kid's mental garden. You know, it's all about that inspiration, motivation, empowerment to be who you were born to be. Utilize your God-given talents to step out in the crowd, not to try and be like everybody else. Uh, listen to me, everybody else, because you're never going to be like everybody else. You're never going to be like anybody else. Why? Because you're a unique man. You're a unique baby. You're a gift from God, a one and a only, an original. You know, I was a kid, people would often... Tease me is one of the ways that uh, I allowed others to bully me. And I say allowed because, uh, you know, even as an adult, I allowed others to bully me. And if you're being bullied, I'm going I'm to hit you with the right hook. I'm telling you right now, you're allowing it to happen because you're not standing up to it. And that's what Bullyproof is all about, is overcoming your fears, battling through your challenges to stand up to any bully you face, both real and, of course, the meanest bully ever, the one in your mind. Stand up to that bully, those limiting beliefs. Those negative seeds, those weeds that have been planted by who knows who when you're a kid telling you, well, for me, it was, Richie, you're just not good enough. Richie, you're just not strong enough. You're just not tall enough. You're just not smart enough. You're just not big enough. You just ain't going to make it. <laughs> well, you hear that enough, you know, you, you, you plant enough seeds in the ground, something's going to grow, right? Yeah, well, you hear that enough, you start to believe it. And that's that bully in your mind. There it is. Wow. So back to the time thing I was talking about at the very, very beginning, before we get into the show, value your time and value who you spend your time with. Now, we could spend the whole show talking about that. 
And I've talked about that on many other shows, so definitely listen back through to some of the previous episodes, and you'll hear tidbits of that. I've probably got a show somewhere along the line. I mean, what a, this is episode number what? Uh, holy cow, 267. Woohoo! The Wednesday Wisdom Show, 267. So there's other shows out there. When I uh, And maybe I'll do another show coming up in the, the near future where I talk only about time. But you know, if you spend time on one thing, you can't spend it on another, right? Yeah. So you spend time here in kind of a negative situation around negative people. Well, you've just given them a piece of your life that you're never getting back. Same thing about being angry. And I'm a human. I get upset. I do. I've got anxiety and depression that it used to really, really bother me. Now, I've, I've worked hard to learn how to overcome that, and that's why I share that openly on the show and on the video blogs and interviews and uh, speeches and everything else, and also anger management issues. I used to never talk about that because I was embarrassed, right? I'm supposed to be a martial artist, a coach, an inspirational leader. You, you can't have those problems. My gosh, 35 years you've been coaching and teaching, and, and you still battle with those things? Well, the truth is, yes, I, I, I do. But now uh, that I've identified them and now that I'm doing my best to surround myself with the right group of, of people to help me overcome my fears, battle through my challenges, guess what? I share that with you right here on the show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, does it happen overnight? Well, let me ask you this. When you plant a seed in the ground, do you get the you plant a seed for anything? You got a garden, uh, planting for a flower or even a tree. The next day, do you, do, do you see something on that? Do you see something popping through the surface? Of course not. It takes time, little by little by little. And that's what a lot of today's show is going to be about when I dive into it. But this is kind of the, I don't want to say it's preliminary, kind of got off on a tangent on the uh, the time thing. But time is the most sacred commodity. So make sure you value your time and spend it on things that are going to help you be the best you can be, help you utilize your God-given talents, help you feel good about yourself. Because, man, when you feel better about you, you are a lot better for everybody else. Think about that. Yeah, that's like uh, you gotta um, you gotta make sure that you're you try and pour from an empty cup. There's nothing to give. You gotta make sure your cup is full first. It's like on an airplane. What are they, what's the first thing they say? You know, when putting on your oxygen mask, make sure you put on your mask before assisting younger children. Why do you think that is? Because if in the process of trying to put it on your child, you pass out, then you don't get it on them. You certainly didn't get it on yourself, and neither one of you <laughs> are gonna be helped, right? So you got to take care of yourself first. And that was advice I've heard many times from many mentors that I have. But um, uh, just kind of a, a quick little story. One of my mentors, this is about four or five years ago, <laughs> he hits me with a, a ride hook of reality. And uh, I didn't have, well, I guess I've had the hashtag now for about five, maybe five or six years. I don't remember. But it, right, that's my hashtag, right hook of reality. Feel free to use it. But he says, uh, uh, we, we've had a call or something, and he says to me, he goes, uh, well, that's it, it, really interesting. I like what you're doing here. He says, but I got a question for you. And he pauses. And he says, um, do, you, do you really enjoy disrespecting everybody that you're you know, meant to help or trying to help? And I'm like, what? What'd you, did you say disrespecting? He goes, yeah, do you? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about here. I can give everything I've got. I said, oftentimes I don't even sleep. I said, when I, when I always outwork my problems. And you always think, well, you know what? I just won't, I'll get uh, if I'm 100 hours a week and that's not enough. Gosh darn it, I'll just fall asleep two or three hours a night. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And he goes, well, that's all macho. That's all tough. That's all great. Saying you work 24-7, saying you work eight days a week, all the stuff that I've said in the past. He said, yeah, that's, that's all that's all cool, I guess. That's all ego. That's all tough. That's all macho. 
he says, but uh, answer the question. Do you enjoy disrespecting people you're supposed to help? And I'm like, well, I've, you got me. I, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. He says, it's real simple. When's the last time you had more than five hours of sleep or six or even seven or maybe eight? When's the last time you had eight hours of sleep? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I don't remember. He says, uh, uh, when's the last time you really, really watched your nutrition level? You know, you, you, you ate properly, you ate intermittent little uh, quality snacks during the day as opposed to not uh, maybe scarfing something down for breakfast, skipping lunch completely, and then eating at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. When's the last time you you, you you did something different than that? And I'm like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm stumbling all over myself, right? He goes, how about this one? When's the last time you spent some quality time with your family? Um, well, yeah, but I'm trying to help everybody else, and I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to grow the business. La, da, da, da. He let me rattle him a little more. And he says, how about uh, shutdown time? When's the last time you had some shutdown time or even meditated? Or how about a massage? When's the last time you had a massage? And I'm like, uh, he goes, that's my point. And that's my point to you. <laughs> if you're not at 100%, you can't serve at 100%. You can't give 100% to others because you can't give what you don't have. And he went on to say, look, I know you give 100%. You give everything you've got and then some. But my point is, if you've only got 50% in the tank to give, and even if you give 100% of that, what are you really giving? Yeah, these are easy. These aren't going to be tough. You only got 50%, you give 100% of that 50%, what are you giving? 50%. So essentially, what he was saying is, I'm cheating people by only giving them half <laughs> of what they're worth. Only giving them half for their invested time. They're giving me 100% of their time, but I'm only giving them 50% in return simply because it's all I got to give. Wow. That floor you? Boom! Right hook reality. And uh, the more I've read lately, and you know, I'm, I'm the guy that... Uh, up until 2012, I didn't know I could read simply because I chose not to. <laughs> you know, a lot of folks that I surrounded myself with that that wasn't something they did. Uh, Mid 40s, I'm good to go. I've learned everything I need to learn. I'm not going to learn anymore. Won't well, waste my time on that. Well, I found out how wrong that was. Reading uh, Zig Ziglar calls it. I'm in a car. It's calls it Automobile University. When you're in a car, listen to things like this podcast. Listen to audible books. Listen to educational material. Listen to something that's going to plant the right seeds in your mental garden to help you be who you were born to be, to help you learn and know what you don't know. And our number one black belt principle, the academy, it's been that way for about 10 years now, is uh, humility. Why? Well, I have it there because I need the reminder because humility and ego, boy, boy. <laughs> are they in competition together? I like to think ego stands for edging God out, edging greatness out. You say, eh, you know what? I got this. I don't need to learn anymore. I know everything I need to learn. I don't need sleep tonight. I cannot work my problems. And once again, there's nothing wrong with a good work ethic. Matter of fact, I think we could have a stronger work ethic here in the United States of America. Now, I love our country more than anything. I've got the American flag tattooed on my chest for crying out loud. The American flag, uh, the eagle, and a cross. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right? Yeah. God, family, country. Yeah. God, country, flag, family. <laughs> it's, a, it's American flag. It's got the, 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 uh, the eagle, and then it's got the cross all in the middle. It's, it's pretty cool. I've probably got a picture on uh, my Instagram page somewhere, or maybe I'll post an updated one, but it's pretty cool. I like it. But my whole point of all that is um, if you're not at 100%, you can't serve at 100%. If you're not at your best, if you're agitated, you're edgy, you're frustrated, you're depressed, you're uh, uh, angry all the time, 
And I say this because these are things my, my, I'm being, uh, uh, well, I don't know how many years now I've been more transparent than ever before. You just never talk about areas that I was struggling with. But one of my mentors I work with, he'd constantly remind me, hey, you got to talk about those things. Let other people know. Well, everybody knows you're not perfect to begin with, so quit trying to act like you're perfect. It doesn't mean you you uh, share all your problems. Nobody wants to hear somebody whining and complaining. But if you've got a solution or something you've worked on and it's helped you, man, oh, man, you know, if you're going through it or went through it, millions of others are probably going through it, too. So share that. Be open with it. And, uh, you know, something I never used to talk about. But I had my, my share of problems, and they still creep up, that anxiety and depression and anger management, just being angry. My wife would always say, man, you go to all these conferences, you read all these books, you do all this and that, and and, I, and uh, um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's helping. That was the first few years of that transformational thing in 2012 when I was trying to transform. And, and she wasn't trying to be rude. She would just reminded me, look. You need some more work. And she was certainly right. And I still need work. I'm a work in progress. Uh, I won't be finished. Uh, A masterpiece of me will not be done until I'm dead. And then, of course, that's all I got. (laughs) I want to remind everybody of that. But, uh, you know, at the time, 2012, goodness gracious, I had uh, 42 years of, I don't say the wrong messages, but it certainly wasn't uh, uh, all the right messages we are seeds planted in my mental garden and what you plant is what you're going to get. And then of course you don't plant anything. Then society's going to take care of plant negative weeds in there. So there you go. How about that? Huh? 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 Yeah. And back to what we talked about a little bit ago, whatever you plant in the ground, it's not going to pop up instantly. You got to water it. You got to nurture it, cultivate it, keep the weeds out. Regardless if you're planting a, a garden of fruits or vegetables or planting a flower or even plant a tree, you know, there's this, um, um, oh goodness gracious, forgot the name of it now, but it's a, a, a tree in China that takes five years to grow. So you plant the seed and you have to little by little, every single day, water it, clear out the weeds, make sure it's getting plenty of sunlight. And if you stop, you know, after a year, eh, nothing's happening and you quit, it dies. Keep at it. Second year, got to keep at it. Third year, got to keep at it. Fourth year, Got to keep adding like, oh, my gosh, I'm about ready to give up on this thing. And I get it. Same thing with your goals. Same thing with uh, uh, um, setting, uh, well, not only goals, but plans for your life. You got to stay at them. It doesn't happen overnight. And then sometime in that fifth year with that tree, boom, it shoots up anywhere from on a low end 50 feet, sometimes as high as 90 feet. Now, the question always is, did it take five years to grow or was the foundation and the roots and uh, everything under the surface growing in those five years, and then finally it was like I'm ready to I'm ready to spread my wings, so to speak. I'm ready to to thrive, but the foundation was built first. And sometimes it takes that that long or longer to um, uh, well not only dig up the maybe weeds as I call it in your mental garden, or maybe just to plant enough seeds and continue to cultivate and nurture those seeds for them to grow. It takes a while. Like I said, for 42 years of my life, for the most part, I didn't know I could read because I chose not to. Self-education, self-learning, surrounding myself with, uh, uh, I call them difference between engines and anchors. Engines are driving you to be a better person, to learn what you don't know, to do what you can to help out others. And as Zig says, the way you get everything you want in life is by helping enough other people get what they want. And that's, that's a transformational change. On the other end, you got the anchors. Anchors are the ones pulling you down, pulling you back, kind of planting limited beliefs in your mind. Yeah, those those will hold you back. They really will. But back to kind of, uh, you know, my wife would say that, uh, and it, it was 
it was one of those. It took a little while to dig those things up, and but now I'm more aware of it. So anytime they start to pop up, I'm, I'm a little quicker on the draw to get those weeds and prune them out of the garden, so to speak. <laughs> All right. Well, that was quite the opening, wasn't it? Holy cow. <laughs> Went a little longer on that than, uh, than I had planned. And, uh, you know, I had something different planned for the show, but yeah, you know what? I'm going to touch on it. And this will also be, for, so listen in on a Friday, because this will be part of the weekend challenge to kind of tease you to listen in on the Friday show. But moving on with this one, it's the Wednesday Wisdom Show, and it's episode number 267. And it could be about uh, time. We've talked about that. Are you, uh, and that was a show, as I mentioned some time ago, I think I titled it, Are You Investing in Time or Are You Wasting Time? So, but this show I wanted to title uh, BAM. BAM. What's BAM? Well, it's a Ziggler term. It's called block in a mailbox. Block in a mailbox. And the story goes, Zig, when he uh, uh, was, was a few pounds overweight, well, in his, his, his case, he was 40-something pounds overweight, and he needed to lose the weight because one of the first chapters in his book that he was writing at the time was all about self-discipline. And self-discipline, uh, he, he did not believe that um, uh, he put in there that he weighed this amount. I forgot the amount. It was like 167 or 170-something pounds, and he had weighed much more than that. So he already wrote that in the book. That was the first chapter, and it was on self-discipline. And he goes, if I sell this book, and I come out and give a presentation, and he called himself this. I'm not calling Zig this by any means, but this is his words. He goes, and this this uh, 40-year-old fat body comes out, and my gut's hanging over my belt, and I'm talking about self-discipline and about weighing this amount, then you're not going to believe me. And one thing's for sure, it was once the person catches you lying to them once, <laughs> they're always going to have some doubt from then on out. So what did he do? He developed this formula called blocking a mailbox. And blocking a mailbox is all about doing just a little bit more, a little bit more. So he talks about when he was going to get in shape. And the first thing he was going to do was, was go on a run. So he buys the sweatpants and he called it, he buys the fancy, uh, the fancy jogging shoes. And uh, he put up a, a picture from a magazine of the guy in the jockey shorts because he wanted to look like the guy in the jockey shorts on this magazine and, uh, and not the quote, quote, Ziggler, what he said, the fat body that he was. <laughs> so he decided he's going to go out and go for a run. On the first run, he made it to the mailbox, made it to the mailbox and back and was oh, exhausted. So the next day, he went a block in a mailbox. And the next day after that, he went a block in another mailbox. So he kept adding a little bit to it. So that's the BAM philosophy, block in a mailbox. Started off with just a block. Well, I guess in his case, he did the mailbox, walk back and forth, and then did the block. And the next day, another uh, mailbox. And the next day, it added to a block. And before you know it, he's going around the block and each day trying to add on another mailbox. Slowly but surely, little by little, and you know the old saying, a journey of a thousand miles starts with what? One simple step, right? And of course, that first step is always the hardest. And he had said, uh, uh, people would always ask him, well, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy that? And he goes, no, I hated it. I hated it more than anything. You know, he goes, I'd get up uh, every day at uh, whatever time it was, early in the morning, and some days it'd be raining. And his body would tell him, don't you dare get out there. Oh, my gosh, what do you think you're doing? Are you insane? He says, you know, his body would be telling him, his mind would be telling him. And that always made me think how many times, you know, in the morning we, we don't want to go to the gym or we don't want to get up and do what we committed to doing. You know, the, the, the thing about going to or even listening to this podcast, I get you all pumped up and jacked up and excited and you're ready to rock and roll. But then what happens? The worst thing that happens, I'll answer the question for you. What happens? I'll tell you what happens. <laughs> 
The next day happens. Yeah. And you lose that motivation. You lose that inspiration. And what do you say? We all say it. I'll do it tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow I'll feel like it more. Well, oftentimes you're not going to feel like it. You got to do it to feel like doing it. And I know that sounds crazy, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I think of the excuses I would uh, make about not going to the gym. It would be, well, I can't find my shoes. I can't find matching socks. Oh, you know what? I can't find that mixer ball that goes in my mixing cup. And then, of course, once you give your mind one excuse to chew on, what does your mind do? <laughs> it does what it does best. It goes in to tell you why you don't want to do this mode. Because your mind's created for one purpose. I mean, really, it's that reptilian uh, part of the brain that's still there. <laughs> and that's to protect you, to keep you safe. Yeah. And you tell your mind, oh, I hate working out. Your mind says, well, oh, Rich hate work, work, working out. So next time he ta starts talking about working out, remember, get up here in this file uh, retrieval system and come up with every excuse to help him, protect him. Because he hates it. We don't want to make him do it. Isn't that crazy? But then you know as well as I do, once you get up and force yourself through it and you get to the gym, even if it's a terrible workout, you get that endorphin release, you're like, all right, you know what? I'm glad I did that. I feel better. But of course, does that end the next morning? No, the next morning it's like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Most mornings, most days, you're not going to feel like it. Zig didn't feel like it, but he did the block in a mailbox. And by the time his book came out, he had lost the weight. And actually, um, but prior to that, he, um, he had a gallbladder attack. And he said he hurt more during that than he had his whole life combined. And the doctors had said if he wouldn't have lost the weight, if he wouldn't have got his body in shape, then he probably wouldn't have survived. How crazy is that? Now, he likes to say, which I believe, you know, God had sent him a message. Look, get, get your body in shape because you got a future battle you're about to fight. He believed it, and that's what he did. But the whole philosophy is a little more, just a little more, just a little extra. So I say that to you in whatever area you're battling, struggling through, or what challenges you've got. You can't eat an elephant all in one sitting, all in one bite, but you can chunk it down. Somebody might say, are you saying I should eat an elephant? No, that's an old saying. Not eating an elephant one bite at a time. How do you walk a journey of a, or a, journey of a thousand miles starts with one step? You got to take that step and then add a little more. The same thing with your kids, you know, whatever goals they've got set for themselves, or maybe they don't have goals and you can set it for them. Maybe it's to get a little better grades. Maybe they have trouble reading. So start reading just a little bit. Don't give them a, you know, a Harry Potter book to start off with. If they hate reading, give them something simple and they can build up to that. Right? Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, my goodness, um, Emmett, my, my youngest son, he, He's a really good reader, and he, uh, he, he's read the Harry Potter. Well, Madeline, my daughter, read him first, and then he did. Now I look at those things. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, some of those books were, what, seven, 800 pages or something? It's like, oh, my gosh. I used that book to do some curls with or something. That, that thing's heavy. <laughs> but back to my point of just little bitty things at, at, at once. Bam, blocking a mailbox. A little extra, a little extra, a little extra. Now, if you look at it that way, I mean, that, that, that takes the, uh, and oftentimes, and I've been a personal trainer for a number of years, and New Year's resolutions, of course, people get those, and what's the number one resolution for almost, it's probably the number one resolution across the world. January 1st, man, I'm getting in better shape. January 1st, I'm helping improve my health and fitness. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And and people truly believe in their heart. They're committed to when they want to do it. My thing is, why do you have to wait till January 1st? 
you want to do it, do it now. There's an old saying, when's the best time to plant a tree? Anybody know? Yell it out if you do. Yell it out in the car. Best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Like, oh, well, that doesn't help. You know when the second best time to plant a tree is? Hmm. Right here, right now, today. As soon as you're done with this show. Well, heck, listen to this show while you're at the gym. Listen to me kind of motivate you with blocking a mailbox, doing one more, doing one more, doing one more. Yeah. So the best time was 20 years ago. We can't do anything about that now. Best time to start getting in better shape was years ago. But that's gone. The second best time and the only time you can really control is right now. Do it. Make a plan. Set those shoes out in the morning so it's one less thing you got to worry about. Set your clothes out in the morning so there's less thing you got to worry about. Find that doggone mixer ball that seems to get lost. I guess the dishwasher eats that just like the, the, the wash machine eats a sock or the dryer. I don't know how you always end up with one sock. That make any sense? <laughs> I don't know. I had like um, <laughs> Desi that does the laundry and she lays it on my nightstand. I'm very grateful. She's wonderful in so many things, but I'm grateful she does that as well for me. But uh, I had like four pair of socks. I had somehow I had two matching pair. And then I had a, um, or maybe it was three matching pair. I don't remember. But all I know is I ended up with, uh, um, I don't wear a whole lot of dress clothes, but I was in Texas not too long ago. So I actually had to wear like black socks. And, you know, for me, dressed up was a nice pair of jeans and a sport jacket. But I actually wore black, uh, I don't know what you call them, socks that come up about to your calf, as opposed to those anklets that I wear the, every day of my life. But uh, if, if not that, or flip-flops. But <laughs> long long way from the farm when I was wearing work boots and, and uh, uh, mud boots all the time. But anyway, I end up with one long black sock and one uh, uh, ankle sock. And I'm like, now, what in the heck? Now, I had a couple pair of uh, that actually made a, a set, but that was the weirdest doggone thing. I just happened to lose one black a long sock and one white sock. And it's not like I can mix those together. Maybe if it was a short anklet black sock, but it was a long one. So anyway, I don't know why I told you that, but it just was on my mind. So <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you know that. Oh, it was all about mit- losing your mixer ball. Squirrel. There we go. Anyway, back to the show. And it's all the show. But uh, one little extra, one little thing, one little step each and every day. And some examples could be, you know, instead of driving through the drive through yeah, it's easier I understand you've been running kids all over the place and uh, you had a long day at work and uh, I don't understand what's going on in your life. And you're right, I don't. I, I don't. I, we are all fighting our own battles. I'm just saying maybe override that temptation to drive through the drive through. Maybe even though you're tired, plan it out on Sunday or Monday night or whatever day works for you. Map out your meals for the week and then go to the store and buy just that. And by all means, do not go to the store when you're hungry. Holy cow. Uh, we all made that mistake before. I know I have. <laughs> Man, I don't even go to the store anymore. <laughs> My wife says, don't you dare. Because they end up buying. You go in for, I'm only going to get two or three things. And you come back out and you got $200 worth of groceries. Your cart's completely full. And then what happens? You forgot the initial thing you went in for. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> that's that's. I guess that's a block in a mailbox because when you get home, you got to go back out. <laughs> but you're not walking. You got to get in the car and drive. And how crazy is that? But uh, anyway. Little bitty things like that. So if you eat out one less time in a week, especially if it's a drive-through and it's not the healthiest food, think about what an impact that's going to have. You probably say, "Well, just one time." Well, I bet if you sat down and added it up, you got a lot of one times throughout the week. It happens. Don't beat yourself up over it. I'm not getting on to you about it. I'm just saying I know from experience that's what's happened to me. And one of my mentors always reminds me, "Hey, man, you take care of the days. That's it. Just just worry about the days. Like worry about the hours within the day." 
Take care of that. Make the right choices. And before you know it, those hours and those days will start taking care of the weeks, start taking care of the months, start taking care of the years. Seems so simple. Seems so easy. Yeah, just walk a block in a mailbox. Do just a little extra. That's easy enough. Then why the heck is it so gosh darn tough? Well, the reason it's tough is the same reason it's easy. Because what's easy to do is what? Easy not to do. An example I love to give is, you know, we all get had at some point in time, maybe you still do, got a piece of exercise equipment. Now, it would be easy just to jump on that exercise equipment for five minutes, ten minutes, something. But it's also just as easy to walk by and throw some laundry on that exercise piece of equipment. Before you know it, that piece of exercise equipment, if it's a bike, a treadmill, elliptical, whatever it is, that becomes your, your, your laundry basket, right? All your clothes are on there. You got towels hanging on the doggone thing. You got shirts hanging on it. <laughs> that sound familiar? Yeah. Now, once again, don't beat yourself up. I'm just sharing hopefully some wisdom and insight with you to, 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 to help you, one, realize that you're not the only one that does it, but also realize that it's just so little bitty steps, little bitty steps. Can you do it? Absolutely you can. Are you going to do it? Absolutely. Once again, you can, but that's up to you. It's a choice. But don't try and do too much too soon. And back to the, what I was talking about being a personal trainer in January, a lot of folks would get their memberships, which is a great first step. And then a lot of them would even come to the gym. But what they would do is they would come for seven straight days and just absolutely kill themselves and not see much of a change because you're not going to. Just like when you plant a seed in the ground, it takes a little while. You know, you didn't, uh, whatever condition you're in right now, whatever shape you're in right now, that did not happen overnight. Regardless what shape you're in before the transformation happened, it didn't happen overnight. It certainly isn't going to come off overnight. The weight certainly aren't going to get in that shape you want to get in overnight. It's going to take some time. They might be saying, oh, man, you had me all psyched up, ready to go. Now you're, you're telling me I got to put in work. I got to take time. It's not going to happen in a week. Oh, the heck with it. Well, if, if you believe that, then <laughs> I'm sorry if I led you down that path. Obviously, it wasn't the intentions, uh, blocking a mailbox, you know, planting a seed in the ground. Best time to plant a tree 20 years ago. Hopefully, all that led in, right? But it's not going to happen in a week. What often happens is if you kill yourself in a week, meaning you put in way too much and your body's so sore, you're so tired, you're so wore out, then you give up. And you don't see any transformation or change because transformation and change, it takes time. It really does. So that means you need to maybe starting off, just go one or two days a week and make sure you're consistent and then maybe pick it up if you feel up to it, the three days and so forth. But don't start off like a maniac because it's never going to last. It's about the journey and it's going to take time to get to that destination that you want. But if you stop, the journey stops, you're never going to reach the destination. A little bit each day, a little more, a little extra. Sound good? Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Well, there you go. That's the show, man. That's it. Bam. Blocking a mailbox. With all kinds of stuff. We talked about the time. You're not wasting your time. You're investing your time, doing that little bit extra. And once again, I always encourage you to listen to the show more than once because when you listen more than once, you're going to always, I mean, you're always going to hear something that you didn't hear the first, second, or third time. So listen multiple times. And then, of course, if you found value in this message, goodness gracious, share it with somebody else. Share with someone else that needs this message, right? You know, the world's hurting. I mean, we really are. We're inundated with negativity and yuck and self-doubt and gloom and doom. Share something positive that's going to help 
lift somebody's spirits. It's going to help them get in better shape, you know, mentally, spiritually, and physical shape. Right? Yeah, just a little bit. And, of course, if you really like the show, not only suggest it to others, but uh, so hit that subscribe button. Encourage them to subscribe. And by all means, if it's not asking too much, if you like it, love it, give us a five-star review. Therefore, you let others know exactly what we're talking about, what we're doing to empower others. Because uh, um, that's, you know, the, the more five-star reviews, the more we pop up on the search browser and the search history thing, Majanger, and the more, uh, more people that are listening, the more it's going to help. Our mission, which is making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Uh, happy and healthy people, you know, they're, they're not beating people up. They're not shooting up schools. They're not having road rage. Well, they feel good about themselves. And we need more happier and healthier people out there to make society a safer place to live. Good enough, good enough, good enough. All right. Well, as always, if you're in the uh, Edwardsville, Glen Carbon area, come by and see us at Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. First class is completely free. And uh, we, we talk about all the values and virtues and discipline and respect. Our core values are honor, integrity, discipline, respect. And those are wrapped around our uh, other black belt principles, which are humility, courtesy, bravery. And then our foundational piece is perseverance, getting back up each and every time life has handed it to us and kicked our butt and knocked us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good stuff, everybody. Thank you so very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And as I mentioned, I'm going to give you everything I got each and every time to help empower you, your kids, your family, anyone who listens to the show to become bullyproof and live that best kick in life. All right, folks. I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. You'll become bullyproof and you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. And I can't wait to see you. As Zig would always say, I can't wait to see you at the top or even over the top living your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Chat real soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please share this podcast with your kids, family members, or anyone else who could benefit from this empowering message. And I kindly ask that please remember that five-star review, if we've earned it, to let others know that you're a part of the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you do have the power to overcome your fears and battle through your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, both real and in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, you'll become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life. <laughs>